The Baby Lambs podcast may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Christmas. Yep. Or Hanukkah? Is Hanukkah already happening? No, it starts tomorrow. It starts tomorrow. So happy Hanukkah to those who celebrate Hanukkah. Mm -hmm. Um, Sorry we're late, but we had other business to attend to. Yep, like my birthday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Our girl Mm -hmm. turned how old? 31? Mm Mm-hmm. 31. Wow. And I feel exactly the same. Is that right? I feel like that's going to be the trend now. Like, every year I'm just going to feel the same. <laughs> You're going to feel the same, but with more aches and pains. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like, I have had heartburn now for three days in a row. Ooh. I know. Hot. <laughs> Did you eat something, or was it just, like, you turning 31? Blast, blast, blast. Yep. Well, you know, I feel that it's been, like, beer. Oh, that could yeah, be, yeah. It's definitely been beer. Uh-huh. Um, I haven't had a lot of it. I've like I feel like I have one, and then I get heartburn, and then I'm like trying to chug water to like speed it out of my system, and it's not working. So Whoa. I'm not learning any lessons. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Super chill. Nothing like no big deal. Well. Uh. Well. Welcome. Thirty one. Now you're like over the hill. Yes. Yeah. You're over the the thirty yeah. thirty hill because you were like at the top of the hill when you hit 30 and now you're just kind of walking down what 30 is and then you're like ah so this is 30 which is the title of a movie right no it's 40 this, yeah, is, this 40. is 40 which i can't wait yeah 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 yeah. which brings us to the topic of <laughs> my top 31 movies <laughs> I of the decade <laughs> i swear to god no we're joke. just gonna get started and i'll just pick my top 10 through my top 30 <laughs> Oh God! Okay, well you know how this works. We're trying to fit. We're trying to piece together. So some disclaimer. Disclaimer. We are not saying that other movies aren't great. Okay, there are plenty of awesome movies that came out in the last ten years. Yeah, like no joke. It's just been it's been a good time. Now you know even even looking at like I was doing my research. You know as I do at the last minute. And looking at all the top movies and, like, acknowledging that these are great movies. But, like, were they the movies that I would, like, go out of my way to be, like, this movie is what affected me somehow? Yeah. You know? Maybe not. But so we're going to say some movies that are not on the lists, on our lists, but yeah. but are on your lists. And that's okay. Yeah. And, 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 I, and you know what? We'll still acknowledge that they're probably excellent movies. Um, but they, you know, just didn't give me the like oomph that I that I that I uh, got from other movies this past uh, ten years. Yeah, it's also like, you know, like we entered the decade. I was like twenty one. You're twenty two. You mm-hmm. know, so it's like also back to like how we were with TV shows. It's like 
the first decade where we were full-fledged adults and like we mm-hmm. can like we know more about film now right like, yeah you know exactly we like we'll go out of our way to like watch a certain movie or the mm-hmm. takeaways are different like even watching things from you know pre-20s mm-hmm. um things that are nostalgic that are not necessarily good and I feel now it's difficult to watch for me mm-hmm. you know like I hadn't watched Love Actually for a while until we watched it earlier this year with Jenny. I think we watched it last or year. last year with Jenny, and yes. I was like ooh I might not want to keep watching this movie every year like <laughs> yeah. I used to <laughs> But it's still, you know, it's still a movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's still a movie. <laughs> it's still a movie. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. So, just like, if you la- if you listen to our last episode, we talked about our top TV shows. If you listen to that episode, then you'll know what our format is. The format is we're just going to each have a, we're going to each have a turn. We may agree. We haven't seen each other's lists. Nope. Um... And, uh, and and there may definitely be more than 10, especially because Lissette came in here with like 32 <laughs> and is like, I'm done. It's like, okay, Jesus. Oh, man. All right. So do you want to start? No, you can start. No, you started. No, no, it was you your start. birthday yesterday. You start. It's, it's your birthday. And now we're officially closer to yours. Jesus. <laughs> okay. So these are in no particular order. Okay. Moonlight. I loved Moonlight. Moonlight was one of those, one of the most beautiful Miami-based love stories, or even just stories I've ever seen, written and directed by a local, and it won a fucking Oscar. It was so. I think that the whole journey that Moonlight took, and then how it ultimately, you know, like beat out La La Land mm-hmm. for best film, like. That whole arc of what that movie means to everyone and how it's like played even now in like Overtown on billboards for free. Like, you know, it had like at the time it was like unconventional lead characters, unconventional story altogether. Nobody ever thinks that a black man on the streets would have like this gay awakening. Mm -hmm. Right. And like. But, you know. But but it's so ignorant to think that that wouldn't exist already. And watching the movie, there's this one scene that I always think of because we live here, and, uh, <laughs> and it's in the beginning of the movie when they when like they're all like walking around, everybody's walking around and like they're in in the neighborhood that they're in, and they all stop for a moment because there was like a big rush of the ocean breeze mm-hmm. that came through, and it's true because no matter where you are in Miami. Even if you're not, like, right next to an ocean, you don't have to be on Miami Beach, you don't have to be on the beach. There are some moments where you legit can feel the ocean breeze and it really does make you stop for a second and just, like, be present. And they do that so well in the movie where they all just stand still and they let that breeze hit them. And I think about that all the time. And the fact that it keeps, like, trickling. Yeah. You know, like, all of these little, like, moments. Like, I think about that movie so often. Well, like... The presence of water in the movie. Yeah. Right? Like, there's this whole thing about um, black not knowing how to swim Mm -hmm. and, like, learning to swim and, like, baptisms and, you know, just kind of, like... I feel that that is very present of us here in Miami of, like, how much we seek water. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But what I love, like, to that point, it's also how... uh, 
sweaty everybody looked in the movie. Which is so authentic. It is the most authentic <laughs> piece of detail <laughs> in this movie. Just like how wet we all look all the time because it's always <laughs> hot and humid and like you can't escape it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it, that presence of like how we can't escape our environment. <laughs> um, Moonlight is just so beautiful. I, I could spend an entire episode talking about that movie and all the great work that they did. Yeah. And how it was Miami in a different way. Yeah. It was the Miami story that needed to be told. Yeah. Everybody everybody thinks that Miami, like, from, from pe- on the scale of people who, who don't live in the city and, like, see it on TV, everybody thinks it's, like, the Real Housewives and it's, like, just, like, Cuban and Hispanic, well, Latin culture, yep. and and there is a lot of that, but there's, but there, but it's so much more diverse than that. Mm-hmm. Like even within the Black community, there's you have Caribbean representation, yep. you have representation from like up north, you have African yeah. descent, you have like this blend of people, and everybody like has their own. You like it's such a for a city so small. There are so many, there's so many quadrants in it that mm-hmm. are so unique to itself that is still Miami. Yeah. Even if, like, we don't, like, like, I, I like, my story isn't the same as the lead in, in Moonlight, but yeah. I do understand the sentiment again when, like, that ocean breeze comes through and when you're talking about how hot it is and how, like, those environmental changes still affect the you as a person mm-hmm. even if your story is different mm-hmm. and um and i think that because they put miami like that on the forefront when it was when well like not like as like miami was a character but it wasn't the main character yeah. obviously but like that movie couldn't have been said anywhere else no not at all and I, and i love that um okay i guess i'll move yeah. Into my massive list of <laughs> films that I love from this decade. Um, one of my favorites was We Need to Talk About Kevin. Sorry. I know, I know that was a gross sound to hear in your speakers right now. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, it's nothing meaningful because, I mean, the fucking movie's really dark. But... I love the way it was filmed. I love the way it was it like it was visually. I love the use of silence because we're dealing with a very troubled child mm-hmm. and like you don't know where the story's going to take you and you're just seeing like Kevin grow up and you don't know if like Kevin has developmental issues if Kevin you know, is a sociopath. <laughs> you, like, it's you true. don't know anything about Kevin. And, like, you're given this, you know, seemingly perfect family. Like, a mom. a da- Like, a nuclear family, right? Mom. Dad. Has a younger sister. Um, middle class. Live in this beautiful house. And then the story shot between, like, present day where sh- the mom is very lonely and, like, living alone. And you don't know anything about her. And then you're given, like flashbacks to her life before um and I love stories like that I love very troubled stories you know Mm -hmm. spoiler but like you come to find out that Kevin um went on like a rampage in school and like Mm -hmm. he was an archer so his weapon of choice was his bow and arrow Mm -hmm. 
and just like killed a bunch of people but before he killed people in a school he killed his dad and younger sister Mm -hmm. um and you know you just come to find out that now it's like his mom that has to live this life of like being shut out of her community um you know kevin lived so she's like the only family he has and she makes it a point to go visit him in prison and like while dealing with being harassed on the streets her house being egged constantly like it's a very rough movie yeah but it was i appreciated that it was a story that exists because it was like we were coming off the heel heels in a way of like columbine Mm -hmm. you know it was i mean columbine happened in 2000 but it's like we hadn't had a lot of stories like this that showed you the after effects yeah of not just the parents but a community as a whole um so that was one of mine oh god that movie i know i just i just remember that scene where he's like masturbating and like gets caught by his mom and then just like looks her in the eye and keeps going my favorite is uh fuck me up Jesus. So, because Kevin had developed, like, was kind of like a, I guess, late Mm. bloomer of sorts. Mm -hmm. But he was in diapers for a long time. Yeah. And there's a scene where, like, she changes his diaper. And she scolds him. Because he's, like, six years old at this point. Mm -hmm. She scolds him. And, like, his revenge is just to, like, look her in the eyes and, like, just poops on command. Yes. I was like, fucking A, Kevin. Like, not in a Cuban household. No, 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 no. Because no, that would have been a chancleta no, to the face right to there. To the face. <sighs> we do not condone capital punishment. No. Um, all right. So, my next movie. I know it's going to be on your list because you've said it 17 times before we recorded this. Is Call Me By Your Name. Why you by my... <laughs> that was going to be my next thing because I love that movie so much. <laughs> well, then let's talk about it. <laughs> Oh, God, what a... What, another... I don't know why I have two gay men, like, driven LGBTQA movies. Because we had so many great stories <laughs> this decade. We really did. But Call Me By Your Name was a movie that took me by surprise. And, you know, I, I, I a lot of these movies are, like, movies that, like, I wasn't ready to watch when I watched them. And then I watched them and I was so impacted by it that I can't, like, stop yeah. singing its praises. And I didn't know what to expect from that movie. I didn't know, like, I knew generally that it was a uh, it was a story about uh, about a you know a romance mm-hmm. between two men, but I didn't know any of the other nuances. And it's just like this beautiful telling of of love and lust, you know, lust. Yeah. But like how love is is almost. It's unrelated to gender because, like, it really wasn't related to. I mean, perhaps, like, you can assume that maybe he, you know, um, Timothy Chalamet's days will be spent, you know, maybe he would live his life as a, as a, you know, gender fluid, mm-hmm. like, sexually attracted, like, uh, like, on, like, you know, like, yeah, pan, you know, range because he was also with a straight girl in the movie. Yeah. So, uh, you know, whatever. I think, though, that I, I think what made it so beautiful for me is seeing like how, like, really that love comes from another place. Love doesn't come from a place of like, you're a man, therefore I'm attracted to you. You're a woman, therefore I'm yeah. attracted to you. It's about it's about the, 
the soul. Yeah. And the way that those souls, despite age, which mm-hmm. was a factor, despite age, despite, um, you know, life experience, and those are two different things, um, you know, the, the relationship that they found with each other that was based on intelligence and based on, like... Exploration. Yeah, and, like, like conversation and and learning and and it's it's just it was just such a beautiful portrayal and and i really commend the portrayal of the parents in the in like his parents in the movie too because it wasn't it like it it wasn't made into like this like pushy you know like like because there's a lot of there's a lot of stories like lgbt uh lgbt TQAIA stories out there that focus on how you know parents and this is the case for many aren't you know very open to Mm -hmm. their children being or you know being who they are Mm -hmm. or exploring or exploring but I I was I found it refreshing to see that his parents you know were generally just very understanding of it all and um and and supportive in a lot mm-hmm. of ways even if it was a little confusing like i really respected that like you know that maybe it was because it was set in europe and you know like it was set with like europe always has a level of like je ne sais fluid kind of vibe when it's in film especially when it's about an american family in yeah. a european city or whatever like there's always like this idea that like things are a little more loose a little more flexible there but they were an affluent family they were a family who'd been there you know many yeah. times over um well they were also academics they were academics exactly so it was just nice to see like you know this like understand like a lot of beautiful conversation and music and and the colors in that movie are just so brightly blue and green and grays like the cinematography is gorgeous and but doesn't it feel like it was since you're the voyeur right like you're watching everything happen regardless of you know um like sexual exploration Mm mm-hmm it's something relatable, right? Like coming of age mm-hmm. and like learning to trust yourself, mm-hmm. like knowing if you like people, you know, mm-hmm. if you are sexually attracted to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it kind of felt that it was filmed with like a rose colored lens, right? Because mm-hmm. I watched it and like whenever I felt that Elio was like getting butterflies, I felt the butterflies. Like, mm-hmm. You know, like, that first time where you see that first person that really makes you fall in love. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, the conversations that they had and the way that he would search for Oliver and want more from Oliver but also wanted to, like, play the little, like, cat and mouse mm-hmm. game, you know, of, like, okay, I've already searched for you. I want you to search for me now. Mm-hmm. I just... So and the short shorts. Those so many short shorts. Oh. I love me short shorts on my <laughs> I just It's a beautiful film. I'm I'm waiting for that movie to come out in Criterion so I could uh mm-hmm. I could buy that. Alright. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, my phone just slid, and I was like, "What's that feeling?" Um, <laughs> from my thirty-two. Jesus. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah. Because when I was making this list, I was like, "Oh, let me see, like, what movies came out," and I already had like a good twelve on here and I'm like yeah but you know I feel like I'm missing a lot more there's like some stuff on here that and I went oh my god that's true yeah Scott Pilgrim came out in 2010 I fucking love that movie yeah I could watch that movie at any time I listen to that soundtrack like once a month it's so good um I mean, I don't know, like, if you haven't seen it, like, why haven't you seen it? It's just a good fucking time. It's, like, video games and a movie and a comic book and a perfect soundtrack with, you know, a really weird love story. I love that movie so much. And it has Chris Evans. It has Chris (laughs) Evans. Like, right before Captain America, Mm -hmm. I want to say. Yeah. Just so good. So good. It, it's a it's really like the it's like the it I feel like that's a very defined movie for our, our generation yep. you know I think it's like I think I don't I mean this might be like controversial to say but I feel but but be, it's a standalone movie but I think it could really be like the like the like the 16 candles of our generation yep. you know what I mean like it could it's gonna be one of those like timeless gems that define teenagers and young adults of a certain time but like without being like a mushy you know yeah and not and it's childish but it's not it's literally just young adult Mm -hmm. it is a perfect young adult film that talks to us because we were also their age yeah we were like in our 20s on that yeah and man so good I know. But it references, like, all of the video games that we played. It has so many, like, Zelda references. And it has, like, Dance Dance Revolution. And a bunch of other, like, arcade-style games that were very synonymous with our time. And, God, it didn't even make my list. I'm so stupid. But 100%, <laughs> that movie is so good. Like, there, I, like... I'm not a, like, I rewatch movies on occasion, but that's a movie that I've gone out of my way to find yep. and rewatch because, man, it's so good. And, like, you can literally, like, watch it from the middle of the movie on and still be like, oh, great. Scott Pilgrim is on. I love that movie. Good, good choice. Good choice. I know. I know. After you do on my list. Yeah. It's just, like, <laughs> fucking, I don't know, like, Scott Pilgrim, you know? Like, that was just a fun fucking movie. So, in that same vein, my next movie is, and it's funny that it felt like this, but it really is, is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, I have that, I have that in mind, too. <laughs> that movie, again, a, new, a movie that I went in with no expectations. I I will be honest, I was, like, confused why a Spider-Man movie like, like this came like out everyone? so soon after. Like, that wasn't run by Disney. Like, I was like, what is a Spider-Man movie? And it has so many colors. And then I watched it, and I'm like... So before we, Who am I? you get into it for real, for real. But like, didn't it feel a little bit since it came out like during Christmas time, and it was like, 
it came out of nowhere, right? Like, yeah. we had all seen, I guess, like, one trailer for it, but it was like, oh, like, I'll watch it when I watch it, and then all of a sudden, everyone I knew had seen it, and I hadn't seen it, like, we hadn't seen it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why is everyone loving this movie so much? Like, I don't get it. It's just fucking Spider-Man. Right. <laughs> like, okay. Like, what, what else is new? Didn't we just, didn't Spider-Man just come out? It was like, come home or fly home. I don't yeah, know which one of them. one of those home. And, but like this one, like literally I never, I walked out of that theater being like, this is the best Marvel movie for me. Yeah. This is the best Marvel movie. The best story, the best, like, best themes, the best, like, most important messages and like beautiful to see sunflower is one of the best songs that came out <laughs> for a movie in a long and I'm time still not tired of that shit is my heart will go on of the 2010s <laughs> fucking post malone <laughs> fucking post malone please no i love i love everything about that movie and like uh, sometimes I'll watch the post malone music video just because there's so much of the movie yeah. in the music video that i'm like so good. Fuck. <laughs> Shit, man, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Hold on, I'm gonna try something. You tell me if this if this works or not, okay? Go. I have a ball in my hand and I'm gonna bounce it off my head and see how far it goes. <laughs> not very far. <laughs> not Spoiler. Very. Not very far. <laughs> oh, I really thought it would shoot and it didn't. No, not at all. Are you, you tried it again? I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. Go, 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 go. Um, oh, fuck. Okay, another. Okay, so I you're I don't think that you're gonna have this one on your list, mm. but this movie came out like it was in my weird like I just want to watch every indie movie that's like that comes out. Mm. And we even like when Blockbuster was closing, I bought it. Mm. from blockbuster so it's uh the kids are all right oh i love the kids are all right it is so sad i own it okay well <sighs> it is one of my favorites of the decade oh fuck. um did that but didn't that come out way before i don't think so i think it came out in like 2004 no, no. are you sure yeah Chloe Savini is like 14 that movie that's not that's kids that's like 1994. Oh, I'm thinking of kids. Oh, the kids are all right. It's the one with um, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that movie's great. That movie's great. Yeah. You're talking about with a with um, what's her name? Mia Wasikowska. Yeah. And Mark Mia. Ruffalo. No, no, no. But oh, the mama, one of the mamas. Annette Bening. Annette Bening. And Susan Sarandon. No, not Susan Sarandon. No. La otra. La otra. No sé. Fuck. I just remember Annette Bening, because I was like yeah. Annette Bening. Look at you. Um, the kids are all right. Perfect. It was such a great movie, and I remember getting that renting that movie at Blockbuster actually. Yeah, I. So good. It, yeah, it's uh, it was like an in, it was a little indie movie that could for me. Mm-hmm. It won. Like, it did. It won a lot. It was really. It had a lot of awards. Um. Just you know, very wholesome, in a way. It deals with like a lesbian couple that have. That choose to have children be a surrogate, mm-hmm. and as can happen, the kids got together to find out who their father is, mm-hmm. and then they do that, and they develop some type of relationship with the dad, mm-hmm. and hilarity ensues. Not really hilarity, no. Um, you know, one of the moms, like, who has been kind of unsure of her own sexuality, has sex with 
the biological father and like the other mom finds out it's just like it's a mess it's a mess yeah. but it's so beautiful yeah it's and, a like, great movie filmed in california and it's ugh, just so good the kids are all right i can't yeah i got that confused with kids yeah you did like i was like, like no no this is not kids at yeah, all no, kids is so sad Thank i God. will mm. i will not talk about kids i saw that movie a lot okay switching gears <laughs> and i think you'll be able to speak more on this movie but i saw it on the list and i was like 100 percent putting this movie on here the baba duke baba duke baba duke yo how about what a ride how about <laughs> that was talk about the little movie that could like the baba duke is like one of those scary movies that like if you know about it, you know about it, and you talk about it with other people. But if you don't know about it, somebody's going to force you to watch it. And you're going to be like, ¿Qué ta mierda? ¿Qué like, ta mierda? Why are we watching this? I don't want to see this. And then you finish it, and you're like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? That was good. <laughs> what a good time, though. The Baba Duke, And it was actually, like, genuinely like scary yeah like it, it really was, was a terrifying movie and some movies you know you put them on netflix and you're like that's all i said you know like oh, i'm gonna fold the laundry and just like put this on but that movie was uh, it was so good and i love that it's a, that like when people reference it in television shows and whatever yeah. like there there's always like this like you could tell like like it fucked you up. <laughs> yeah. And, like, TV writers and stuff, like, love film and whatever. Yeah. And they'll, like, throw it in sometimes. And, you know. Oh, God. It's, I, it's such a good movie. And, and I think everybody should see it. Yeah. No, my favorite was, like, a couple years after we watched it. Um, I think it was, like, a Halloween. No. It was Pride Month. And then it was, uh, I think BuzzFeed had the article of, like, the Babadook as the LGBTQIA hero. We didn't know we had. <laughs> And it was just like people like putting like p- like doing paintings of like the Baba Duke with like the rainbow flag behind mm-hmm. it and shit. It was it was so random. And I'm like, I love the internet. <laughs> if it wasn't obvious before, I love the internet. <laughs> um, yeah, that movie. But I remember I was watching it and being like, everyone here needs a chancletazo to the face because I don't understand <laughs> why we've allowed this to get so far. <laughs> and that boy was so annoying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He deserved the Baba Duke. He really did. He was terrible. Um, staying in that scary gear, one of my favorites of the decade was I Saw the Devil. Ooh, I didn't see I Saw the Devil. Or did I? Did you did as a Korean one. Ah! That, like, it took years for me to get you to watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then finally, it was the same time we watched the Baba Duke. Yeah, 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 right. Oh, my God, I did see I Saw the Devil. And that was... A ride. A ride. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is a Korean movie. And... That one's scary, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It basically deals with, like, a Korean serial killer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you know, he ended up killing the wife of, for, of the wrong person. And that dude, like, made it his fucking mission to, like, seek out his revenge and, like, make this guy's life a living fucking hell. Mm-hmm. And, like, you just finished the movie of... You don't know if, like, I Saw the Devil means that, like, the serial killer is the devil or if, you know, like our if he, anti-hero... Yeah. I, that's how I interpreted yeah, it. Right? I interpreted it as, like, the anti-hero gets so... 
like vengeful that he he sees the devil and like his rage you know because like seeing the devil isn't something one expects to do in their lifetime right and like he sees the devil and understands the devil enough to be like motivated to get this Mm-hmm. shit done mm-hmm. you know knowing that like no one else is gonna bring justice yeah like it's it not him yeah so when he so this man finally finds the killer and instead of like bringing him in for justice decides to like whoop his ass mm-hmm. and like like feeds him a tracker mm-hmm. and every time he like he's like monitoring this man so much that he starts to figure out when he's gonna like do another hit. Mm. So he'll find him and like whoop his ass. It's so cool. It's and it's just a, like it's like Count of Monte Cristo style pit, petty revenge. Oh it's so satisfying. It's such a satisfying movie to watch. Yep. You know, speaking of Korean films, Train to Busan. I put Train Abuse on my list. Damn, bitch. I did. Wow. I know. Again, a movie I didn't think about <laughs> when I started. There's a lot of movies that Lisette and her husband will say, you should stay. We're going to watch this movie. And I'm like, no. I, you know, I don't know. Oh, I have to read it. I'm not in the mood. And then I watch it and I'm like, coño, man, what a good movie. <laughs> And so Train of Houston is definitely one of those. It's like this, it's a zombie movie uh, set on a train, really. Well, mm-hmm. set in Korea, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I think they're traveling from Seoul to Busan. Mm-hmm. And like, and and there is a there is a hero and there is a gentleman there and he has like a clan of other survivors that are part of the story and and uh, generally he's trying to get to his daughter who I think mm-hmm. is in Busan or Busan, um, and uh, where did my list go? Where did my list go? Anyway, um, so so yeah, generally speaking, like. That's what's happening. And it's so good that I introduced it to Gabe because, like, Gabe is, a, is like, a difficult person in every respect. Like, you can't get the man to eat a food or watch a movie that he hasn't already seen or eaten um, in that order. So getting him to watch Train to Busan and for him to fall in love with it so much, he watches it sometimes on his own. Yeah. And, um, and, and like watching him love the movie and like having that feeling, I'm like, this is such a well made zombie film. Mm-hmm. Um, it can, the Koreans got it right. They know how to play with yep. suspense. They I know. have, I have like one more okay. Korean movie in here, but I don't, I don't know yet. I don't know if it's going to be part of my honorable mentions. Oh, well, if you can believe it, I think, I think. You have one more? <laughs> I think I deleted my list. I think my, I think my elbow deleted no. my list as I was talking about Train to Busan. No. Yeah. I mean, I think I can remember them. I think I can remember them. So that's annoying. But anyway. Well, okay. So you, you go. I'll you go. go. Uh, John Wick. John Wick. <laughs> John Wick, just the whole series? I could. I was going to do the trilogy so far, but I'd rather just stick to John Wick 1. John Wick 1. 
a movie. I what a what a great fucking time. Like people refuse to watch it because they kill a dog in the movie, and I'm like, yeah. you know what? Like, get the fuck over it. You do worse shit on a daily basis. I don't kill dogs on a daily basis. No, so. you like we literally do worse. They it's don't really that. kill it's a just, dog. It's just the look. I want to see John Wick. I do, but I don't know. It's like watching I Am Legend. When I, when you watch I Am Legend and you see Will Smith have to kill his dog, you're like, that's I, not. I never want to see that again. You know what I mean? It's a beautiful story because it starts with his wife dying, gets a little bit of joy, which is the dog. They kill the dog, and then he's like, you know what? Fuck it, my last straw. And then he goes on a rampage, and it's beautiful. And he's the Baba Yaga. I... <laughs> and, it, like, the some of the most beautifully choreographed fight scenes I've ever seen in my life happen in this movie. There's a whole fucking thing at a club, and you're, like, pumping your fist, like, yeah, let that beat, that beat drop, because he's, like, whooping ass. <laughs> oh. And the fact that, like, Keanu Reeves takes the time to learn all the stunts... He did. And, like, has taken, like, shooting classes and all these different things. Just, like, makes it all the better. Like, John Wick is a motherfucking shit. And I love that movie. And I could, like, along with Scott Pilgrim, like, if John Wick comes on and I could be in, like, a doctor's office, I will delay my appointment just (laughs) to keep watching it. Damn. All right. Well, John Wick. Put that on my list. And I'm trying to remember. Oh, Django Unchained. Damn, like that. Like that. Damn. A movie. <laughs> That's gonna be intro. No, like it was such a good movie. To, it was such a good like movie to watch in theaters, yeah. especially because you know I I I do have like a love. A love dislike. I want to hate. A love dislike relationship. Con um, it's a table. Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. Like he's a crazy person, but I adore. With a foot fetish. With, I'm sure it's more than a foot fetish. Like he's he's a he's a he's an eccentric person, but he's an artist. Yeah. And his movies are, are brilliant. Um, you know, and I think that Django Unchained is like no different. I think that all the actors that he chooses mm-hmm. are phenomenal and they are just as passionate about doing a Quentin Tarantino film as like one would should be mm-hmm. and they fully commit and that scene where you see Leonardo DiCaprio like like having that scene of of of, of anger mm-hmm. about everything going on and he like breaks that glass and he starts to bleed and you see like the people around him, even then, them are like reacting, and it's a very natural reaction. They're like, "Oh my God, Leonardo DiCaprio is bleeding," <laughs> and he continues the scene, like, like to see that on film, knowing that it was that it should have been cut and they should have just moved on, and that he had every right to just like yeah. not con- commit. Like, but man, am I? I? Yeah, I just think it's so. And cool. again such a good soundtrack it's such a good soundtrack and it's such another it's another movie that makes you feel like fuck yeah Janko fucking ride that horse fucking get your woman like get the fuck out of here get the fuck out of here though Ugh. yeah no so good it was really good 
I think I'm going to check to see if uh, more, because we are also like, we're, we're, though we have a 30 something <laughs> list, we have people coming over. Yeah. So I think. I think the guys are here though. I know, but I have. Uh, Epi asked Epi. if we were recording and I said yes. Oh, is she here? I, I guess. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, okay. Whatever. So. All go. right. I'm ready. Coco. Coco's on my list too. I love Coco. I don't want to talk about it too much because I'm for sure going to cry. I was sitting here trying to remember the name when I was writing on my list. Because <laughs> all, all I kept hearing was, remember me. And I'm like, imagine, it's not called remember me. <laughs> imagine if like, you're like, another movie I loved, remember me. I'm like, the okay. 911 one with Robert Pattinson? <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> no, what a beautiful movie. Um... Yeah, like, I have a lot of unresolved issues about my grandfather dying when I was very young, and, like, I was not expecting this movie to, like, fuck me up as much as it did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the best way possible. Like, yeah, I feel like we've watched it a million times, and a million times we've cried. Yeah, yeah, every single time. <sighs> and, you know, like, but it's a, it's a movie that did a... a it it told an important story for everybody. Yeah. I think that no matter what you what you believe in about, I know I think everybody, but everybody has their own way of grieving and and that movie I feel like is like a, such a nice little staple. Yeah, especially for people who may not who may have a lot of unresolved feelings, like to watch something that can help them move through those feelings. Yep, is is really incredible and 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 they have Coco on Disney Plus in English and in Spanish. Yes. Which is amazing. Um, another, I, I have like two other Pixar films on my list. I have like seven. Of course. <laughs> Not even Pixar, just like animated movies. Okay. I, it, it, it's hard. Again, like it's hard to just narrow down. But I put Inside Out on my list because I felt like Inside Out was, the, was, was a great movie to help like... I, watching that movie, all I could think of was what a great resource for kids to help them understand the complexity of these big feelings that mm-hmm. they have. And the at the end of the movie, when when the when the girl and Riley is, you know, she has like because her emotions are all out of whack since everything is falling apart inside of but her. But she's also like turning 13 or something like that like she's like a preteen teen she's like a preteen but like and as a preteen like that's why like certain things start to fall by the wayside yeah. and that's why like whatever then like i love that that without sadness there wouldn't be happiness mm-hmm. right and i think that because that's the message of the film it's such a resounding and beautiful thing as a pisces i live <laughs> in sadness you know like you know, when you think about uh, like that scene when they're like blending all of those memories to yeah. like, and the and the memory balls are like multi multicolored, because yeah, like emotions and and events and memories and like key growth pe- parts of our of our lives are are complex. Mm-hmm. Like they come with a lot of like some no, nothing is just one thing, mm-hmm. and um, when Riley comes home, when her feelings start like matching up finally and she just looks at her mom and her dad and was like I just miss my friends and I just miss my hockey team and like she starts to cry and it's like this honest 
cry. I'm I can, I'm about to cry just thinking mm-hmm. about it. Like this honest, like I felt her. I'm like, <laughs> I get it. I miss my hockey team too. <laughs> I just want to go back to Minnesota. Who wants broccoli <laughs> on a pizza? No one. No one. You're uh, so right, Riley. <laughs> Riley, you're so far ahead of us. And let's not talk about Big Bang. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. We don't talk about Big Bang. <laughs> yes? Fuck me up, fam. <laughs> All right. Get it together. Come back. Come back down. Um. All right. I'm going to hit you with a hot one. Bridesmaids. That came out in the last decade? Yeah, it did. Shit. It's just perfect. It's yeah. perfect. I don't, I'm not gonna, like, you can try to come at me with, like, it's not perfect, and I'll be like, you can go suck a dick because it is perfect. <laughs> it is a perfect comedy. You. It is. There's no arguing me here. I bet, but like, I don't want to meet a person who's gonna come here. Well, and be I didn't like, mean like you're gonna argue with me. No, I, know I mean in feel. general. <laughs> I don't want to meet a person who's gonna be like, well, bridesmaids. Like, I don't want to meet you. Like it represents how women can be. Th- and I go, yes, but like, did you continue? Did you continue? Yeah, it's so much. Like, do you understand that it's like a fully female, like, and like comedy movie, like fully female led, and the comedy isn't just like rich and pretentious. It's it's a little gross and it's a little whatever, and it means that like it it just it like it means that funny women can make box office movies. Like, do you get it? Like, without bridesmaids, there wouldn't be a bunch of other movies. You wouldn't have Girls Trip. You wouldn't Mm -hmm. have um. Girls trip, um, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have Book the Ghostbusters. Smart. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have the new Ghostbusters. You wouldn't have Booksmart. Yeah, like without brides, like bridesmaids opened, like it it made studios more aware that like female comedians are important. We need it. it we want to see it. And it gave us a different side of Megan McCarthy. Yeah, because everybody only you mean really, Melissa McCarthy. Sorry, <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. Um, uh, I don't know why I called her Megan. <laughs> Megan McCarthy. Megan McCarthy, you know, her sister. And, uh, it's raunchy. It's funny. Like, the scene, listen, I... Sorry for the squeaks. I'm, we're sitting on a squeaky couch. I love girls' comedy. I really mm-hmm. do. Like, Dumb and Dumber, it's nothing without the... I only, like, I always say it in Spanish to my parents, so now I'm trying to find... Like, the diarrhea scene... Mm-hmm. To me, it's hilarious. I yeah. fucking love that. So I'm watching Bridesmaids, and I see all these women, like, about to try on dresses, and they all get food poisoning, and you just <laughs> see, like, throw up and diarrhea and sweating. And, you know, someone poops, like, in the middle of a road in a beautiful white gown. <laughs> like, no, no, no. When she does that slow squat, and everybody's just like, no, no. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Such a great movie. So many puppies. So many puppies. Megan McCarthy stayed with so many puppies. (laughs) Way to go, Megan. Another Pixar movie, Toy Story 3. Damn. Toy Story 3 3 came out of left field because it had already been a good number of years between part two and three. Mm -hmm. I feel like everybody was sort of like 
okay, well, Toy Story 1 was great. Toy Story 2 was, was good, too. And, and that's that's the end of the Toy Story story. And then when they announced that there would be a 3, and being, it being whatever, 26 years old, 27, when that movie came out, and remembering when I saw the original, and, like, being the same age as Andy going off to, or, like, being near his age, yeah. and, like, watching him go off to college, and all these toys not having a place to be toys and like that whole thing and of course the scene where they're all in the in the in the dump like i like cried for them yeah like hard yeah we ugly cried we ugly cried during that movie and like nobody would nobody thought to cry during toy story i didn't and man i just you know like it helped me it helped reinvigorate my love for that for that whole for for toy story as a whole not that like I stopped loving it because yeah. I loved Toy Story as a kid, but like watching it as an adult reminded me of how much I adored it as a kid and how uh, Toy Story three fucked me up. Toy Story four was good too, but Toy Story three I still have yet to see Toy Story four. At this time, I'm just gonna wait for it to be on Disney Plus. Yeah, I, I'm surprised it's not already. It didn't already. I haven't looked for it, so I don't know. Oh uh, well, you should. <laughs> it's cute. It's, on there. it's definitely cute. All right, Toy Story three. That was broke my fucking heart. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. I feel like my list is more like. Let me tell you about two thousand and eleven. <laughs> <laughs> um. Going back to two thousand and eleven. Uh, uh. No, I'm not gonna do two thousand eleven. Fuck that shit. Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah yeah. Rogue One. It's a perfect Star Wars movie. What has to, what has to be said about Rogue One? Who thought that a movie that had none of the original characters that you love from Star Wars would be so amazing and important to everything that you believe in? And so diverse. And so diverse. And I'm essentially sorry. led by a female lead. Like, yes. Who knew? Who knew? Rogue One, all day. Totally agree. It's perfect. It is a perfect. It's it's my favorite Star Wars movie. Yep. And I say that even having watched the latest movie. Yeah. Still, while the latest movie is also the latest great, movie. Yeah, it's the latest movie. We won't give away anything because we both have seen it. Um, Rogue One, all day. Yeah. This is perfect. I literally I have to go through like my research material to remember the movies that I had on my list. I'm so annoyed. So annoying. I'm so glad that I remembered those. Uh, you can go. No, no, you can go. No, I have to like remember the movies I like. You can go. Okay. This was on my honorable mentions. A Star is Born. It was on my honorable mentions. Like it hit you like that? Yeah, but I think it was because of, like, the timing the movie had in my life. Yeah. And I thought it was really nice to... I mean, I'd never seen any of the other Star Bo- Stars Born, so I didn't know the story. I didn't know how it ends. I didn't know the format of it. Um, but I thought it was a really nice movie. It was a really great movie to help explain, like, the nuance of recovery and alcoholism, but still, like, Hollywoodized. Yeah. Um, and I remember seeing that, I saw that, um, I know that, I, I don't recall if I saw it with my mom and sister. I think I did. 
Because I remember seeing it like three times in the movie. We saw it. We saw it. And then we saw it with Janie. Yeah, and then I then I probably saw it with my yeah. mom and Christy. Um, and I even remember seeing people that I was in group with who had gone to go see the movie, and it was like their third or fourth time watching it. So I just thought it was a, a really wonderful movie. It has a great soundtrack, too. Um, it's really deep, and I'm just glad that... I, I'm very grateful for any opportunity for there to for there to be a highlighting on like substance abuse and recovery you know and and really understanding like how complex it really is it's mm-hmm. not a matter of like just stop doing the thing you're doing it's a lot more than that and and all and there's and people in recovery who are following the program and and people who are just like people are trying to not be you know like under the thumb of whatever their yeah um, substance is like they are really trying and um, and I thought that it was nice for a movie like that to come out right now and have and and to be this platform also for Lady Gaga to like kind Show of off. yeah and like break the like Gaga mold you know like she had already done American Horror Story at that time but she was still kind of Gaga-esque yeah. in horror stories so for her to come out in, in A Star is Born and kind of like blow everyone away with yeah. the fact that she can act and like you know it was good so I'm with you yeah so I put it as an honorable mention but it's not like my number uh, and it has given us our karaoke song <laughs> huh? we won't do it how my parents call it sha la 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 sha la 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 um <laughs> alright mm-hmm. so this one I had a difficult time between having this on my list mm-hmm. and Annihilation, mm. but I'm going to go for Arrival. Mm, I haven't seen Arrival. So good? It's amazing. <laughs> and now I can't give anything away if you haven't seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. But it deals... It's very sci-fi. <laughs> that I figure. Not in a very scary way. Like, it takes a while for you to, like, figure it out. Mm-hmm. And it deals with language, you know, and... Wait, I did see Arrival! With um, Amy Adams? Yes! Such a good movie. <laughs> You're the worst! <laughs> <laughs> I watch a lot of TV, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Arrival, excellent movie. And yeah, yes. you said you didn't see it in my head. I'm like, I have a feeling we had a discussion about her choice. Yeah. Where, like, we hardcore disagreed because I choose one way and you choose a different way. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, God damn. It's just a beautiful movie. Incredibly thought out, you know, about the way language and the way that we approach life and the decisions that we make. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you know what's going to happen in your future. Mm-hmm. Would, would you, you would you want to know? Yeah, not just would you want to know, but like, would you make the same decision all Fair over enough. again? You know, um, it's very existential. It's a very existential movie. I remember watching the other movie. I was like, "What is happening?" And I loved it. I did not think like Michael was like, "Oh, like let's watch it. It looks amazing, whatever." And I'm like, "Hi, oh, really? Like I don't want to see this movie. Like it looks fine." <laughs> And then we watched it, and I was just blown away. It was so good. She deserved every praise that she received for received for that movie. And it was like sharp objects, and that movie came out like close kind of close in time. together. Yeah, 
She had a really good year. like year, two years at that time. Yeah. Okay. This is the last one. This is the last one. Okay. This is number ten. Shit. Okay. I mean, we'll go into our honorable mentions, but. All right. So then, my number ten is a quiet place. Fuck me up. Yeah. Not just because, like, you know, it, it, like, the story of the movie and whatever. I just love that film for... Well, no. Now I remembered, like, three other movies that were on my list. <laughs> but A Quiet Place came up. I don't even know if it's as good as the other movie I should have said. And I'm sure you'll say it. And I hope you do. I oh. hope you say what the other movie is. I know you are. But I can't... I already said A Quiet Place, so I can't go back and say you what the can. other movie is. Especially if you feel that, like, the other movie means a lot more to you it they it it does but let me let me let me just say why i chose a quiet place i chose it because it was a movie it was such a sound it was such a great experience in the theater and 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 i and you know coming from a person who 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 has like this love for theater like like live theater and and the respect that we give to live theater the silence that we are supposed to give it and like it was such a cool moment that felt to me like theater because nobody in that audience wanted to be the one that would break the silence mm-hmm. that would take place on on scene like on 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 screen and every bit of sound was so intentional and i thought it was just such a intelligent film with such great performances, it brought new actors to the fold that we never never heard of. It used, they have you know a lead actor who is um who is who is deaf. Mm-hmm. Um, they everybody learned sign language for mm-hmm. it, and and I just thought it 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 deserves a you know it deserves a place on the list because. I don't think anyone thought like John Krasinski was going to come out with this super thoughtful horror movie, but that's why the other film I should have said <laughs> is important as well. Um, but yeah, Quiet Place. Okay. Did I say what the other movie is? Yeah. Okay, it was Get Out. Get Out. Damn. Get Out was one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yep. It's on my list, but... I didn't know if, like, I wanted to put it in my top ten. Oh, was that the movie you weren't sure you wanted to put in your top ten? It's one of them. One of them, yeah. Get Out is just, it was a, it was such a necessary film. And I'm just so grateful to Jordan Peele for, for, for like, taking this idea mm-hmm. and running with it and, like, it, you know, not giving a fuck what you know his history of horror knowledge told him about this kind of story and the pushback it was it's a it's an incredible film and it's an, and it's it was an, it was I'm so grateful that I can tell my kids that I saw it in theaters yep. because sitting in a theater and watching that movie was like a ride unlike any other yep for sure and man like like, I'm glad it made me feel bad. <laughs> like, I'm glad the movie made me feel bad. Yeah. You know? Because it did. Yeah, I mean... Like, while we're white passing. Yeah, that, that's the thing, too, right? Like, it's interesting, because, you know, we... In Miami, we're in a bubble. Yeah. Like, being Cuban, but, like, being white passing. 
And, like, our, like, while we have our own struggles, our struggles are still not the same as, like, you know, like, non-white Cuban mm-hmm. folks. At all. Or, you know, non-white Hispanic people. Yeah. And, like, even, like, even living in Miami, they have a difficult time here. Yeah. You know, because it's clear, like, we, we put the racial line, it's, like, it's a line in the sand. And it's very, a fucking clear line in the sand yeah. of, it's more like a hole. Yeah, and no, it's a ditch. We, it's yeah, a it's ditch. a fucking... That's the word. It's a ditch in the sand that we draw between, like, us and them. Yeah. And it's it's difficult, right? Because, like, you don't want to acknowledge that, like, mm-hmm. you're privileged. Because for me, I'm like, yo, like, I had a hard fucking time being a kid here. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm, like, in a room with my peers that, like, whose parents come from the same island that I do, probably went through the same things that I do, but they didn't. Right. And they made sure to tell me that they didn't. Yeah. But watching that movie, it was just kind of like, oof. Oof. Yeah. Oof. And I and I love that it exists. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. And Alison Williams, girl. Damn, she took one. Yeah. She took a big bullet. Yeah. And, um, and you know, more power to her. Mm-hmm. For, for like, knowing what she was walking into. Mm-hmm. And, and, and embracing it. And... You know, I just everybody, yeah, everybody in that film, even my fellow Pisces, este guy, whose name I forgot, Daniel Kaluuya, el, el, increíble, <laughs> so good. Anyway. Um, I can't decide what my number ten is, but I'm gonna make an executive decision and I'm gonna say Roma. Roma. Um, and I'm saying Roma. Not just because it was absolutely beautiful and breathtaking and, you know, just like a side of Mexico that you don't really get to see in mainstream media or anything like that. But again, like being the child of a housekeeper, um, seeing the day ins and day outs that like I as a kid saw my mom go through. Mm -hmm. Um, I cried a lot, like outside of what happens at the end mm-hmm. for her and just like you know being treated like a human being by some people but not being treated like a human being by others yeah and that weird thing and then it's like you know the family was helpful but at what point was it that they wanted like that they were being good to her versus they felt a need to be good to her. Like, it, it was just, like, it's a weird... To me, it just felt like it was very accurate in the representation of what it means to be a housekeeper. And, you know, like, being there for, like, a rich family. And, yeah. you know, like, what? how genuine is the interaction? Yeah. I guess. Um, you know, for... For the main char- like, for the main character, it was... Not only did she speak Spanish, but she spoke... A specific dialect from her region in Mexico mm-hmm. um so it's like she also had that third part of or that other part of you know like no here we speak Spanish like you need to stop speaking this other language we need to be able to understand you mm-hmm. um and it was just filmed beautifully I just yeah you know and again we're going we started with water and we're ending with water yeah wow yeah, and my mom also doesn't swim, so that was really difficult. <laughs> Jeez, but damn, I think if I think we we curated a pretty 
eclectic list. Yeah. God, I love movies. Yeah, movies. It's like you can't decide, like, what do you love more, TV or movies? I don't know. I think that good is good. It doesn't matter how long it is. You know? So you want to go through our honorable mentions? I can't. I can't. Oh, okay. So I'll go through yours. I'll I'll do it for you. Yeah. So I have Francis Ha. Ooh. I have Lady Bird. Great. I love Lady Bird. The Social Network. Important. Very important. Extremely important. Such an important movie. Yes. Army Hammer, once again. Again. Just like a snack. But he played two people, so he was two snacks. Even, he's like the he Lucy Lowen. He was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, so good. I By know. far the number one wedding of all time in that movie. Oof. I still dream about it. I want to like renew my vows <laughs> just to like walk on water. <laughs> we come back to Wally. Um, Frozen. Frozen. Beautiful. Uh, Moana. Moana. Kubo and the Two Strings. I you know I haven't seen it. It's perfect. I know. It's I another know, one I know, of those, I, like, I have to be ready for it. Uh, the Hobbit trilogy. Seen all of them multiple yep, times. With your eyes closed. Uh, <laughs> Booksmart. Booksmart. Excellent. Midnight in Paris. I, I haven't seen it. I know. Whatever. I know. Wow. Wait, haven't I? Whatever. Maybe. Well, it's one of those ones. Tangled. Definitely. Uh, this is the end. Ooh, I love this is the end. Mm. So good. And the other Korean movie I had on here, which is The Handmaiden. I've been dying to watch The Handmaiden. Talk about twists. <laughs> and like, thinking that you figured it out. And then being shown time and time again that you did not figure it out. Nah. And just be like, oh my god, what a ride. <laughs> what are uh, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I have more if I did some more like digging through lists. Mm-hmm. But I I'm very happy with my top thirty of the 2010s. Yeah, I think uh, I I look forward to the next decade and uh, and the films that we will be able to talk about. Right. You know. Includes- well, next year alone we get like Birds of Prey, Black Widow. Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. the Aretha Franklin movie. Yeah, we get a lot. I'm excited. We get the In the Heights movie. We really do. The In the Heights. Dun, dun, uh-huh. da-dun, da-dun, Did you get it as a trailer in your movie for Star Wars? Mm-mm. I didn't either. It made me really, really sad. Yeah. I was really hoping it would be one of the ones, but no. It wasn't. It was like a lot of action movies. Yeah. Whatever. It was like fine. I mean, like 007, fine, but. Even though it looks great. Like, that 007 looks great. I love I'm... all the 007s. Such a good fucking time. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, well, thank you guys so much for listening. We really do uh, love you listening to us talk about things for an mm-hmm. hour. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us what kind of movies you wanted to pick for this decade or yeah. like any that you agreed with, disagreed with. Are you angry that I haven't seen the Hobbit trilogy? Everybody seems to be. Um,. Let us know. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. We're yeah. at Baby Lambs Podcast or Baby Lambs Pcast. Uh, we will, you know, then we we'll we'll be rounding out the uh, the year. We'll, we'll have I think another. Yeah, we'll have we another have episode before the end of the year. Um, but we're excited to see what the what the new year brings, especially with film and television. Mm-hmm. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Baby Lambs Podcast. 
artwork created by Janabelle Art. You can follow her on Instagram at Janabelle Art, or you can follow her studio at Studio Nami Tattoo. Music created by Daniel LaCosta and produced by Sunset Studios Miami. You can follow them on their Instagram at Sunset Studios Miami. And you can follow us on Instagram via our handle at Babylands Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Babylands PCast or Babylands Podcast. You can find us now on iTunes and Google Play and even on CastBox, which is actually a really cool app. Also by finding us via our handle baby lambs podcast or by visiting our website at babylambspodcast.com thanks again for listening